0: Hi there. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of livehealthy.ae, and this is the livehealthy.ae podcast. Each week we will interview leaders in the UAE's health and wellness community, and we'll explore topics you read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women. And now it's time to meet this week's guest. Today on the Live Healthy podcast, we have Hafsa and Ahmed Kadir. They are a brother and sister, and they've been very um, involved in a new platform that's being that's been launched in the uh, UAE to promote inclusivity. And we're going to talk all about it today. So, welcome, guys. So great to see you. Hafsa's in Dubai, and Ahmed's in um, uh, near Islamabad. So great to hear from you. Great to see your faces. Um, so Hafsa, you launched a platform called Inclusive last year. So just tell me what inspired you to launch that platform.
1: Well, um, I've been here in the UAE for six, seven, seven years now. Um, time passes by super fast. I came here to study and I just got involved in really important event projects that I used to manage time to time. And I think there was this huge lack of purpose in what I was doing and practicing on day to day. So I used to come home and think of, I'm doing this, but what more can I do so that you give your best energy to take so much of investment of your time and your energy? And I was like, what do I do that I can come home and sleep and think, well, this was amazing? And of course, like at the same time, um, growing up, I've, we've always, you know, as siblings, just, uh, seeing each other have experienced this beautiful life together. It's all, it's always in the back of your head. So a lot of what I do or working hard was always about, like, make your family proud and all of that. But at the same time, um I started realizing that I had to do something which was more worthwhile. So the Special Olympics came to Abu Dhabi. Um, and I remember I left my job then to go and volunteer. But I went to volunteer and I could actually never go back from there. So I told them that they definitely needed to hire me on board because I was so in love with the movement of inclusion. So working with the athletes of intellectual disabilities, being on ground, um, working at the World Games completely changed my purpose. So I went in as an event manager and I was taking care of one of the programs um, of Special Olympics. But with time, I started realizing this is what I want to commit to. And more of it just starts becoming clearer to you as you go on and deep dive into it. And then I realized, because with Special Olympics, um, we're working with athletes with intellectual disabilities. And it's it's generally about inclusion. But what I really wanted to do was create something more digital where everybody can connect and really bring all abilities together. So I started thinking of how to integrate um, more people of determination. And I think that's such a beautiful term that we use here in the UAE as well. And I have so many friends who are people of determination. and. There is effort, you know, just always, always inspiring me and just, you know, being so brave all the time. So I thought, okay, well, let's try this. Started as something fun. Um, started as a drawing on a paper of what a platform would look like if it was like a Facebook or LinkedIn or just a social platform where everybody would connect. And then thankfully the um, chief innovation officer at that time at Special Olympics LOC. Sent me to uh, this pitch with Mon, and it just started from there and never looked back again. So it's been quite the ride. Yeah.
0: So you were inspired by your brother, and I thought in the Live Healthy piece, it was so great because you spoke about. Um, so Ahmed is 17. You're 17 now, Ahmed, or 18? Yeah. 17. 17. And you were born with spina bifida, but you're like a self taught pianist. You've done, you you know, composer, like you. Blow us all out of the water at your age.
2: And I thought it was
0: so cool how Hafsa said that she watched you play piano and she would think to herself, like, is he really a person of determination? Does he really have a disability or does does the world does not know like what to do with him yet? Kind of thing. I thought that was really great. So, um, Hafsa, you were inspired by growing up with a brother who, you know, tell me some of the things Ahmed, you first of all, tell me some of the things that happen when you're you know, in your life where you just you can't join in. We things we don't understand.
2: Where what are the barriers? Right, right. So um that's an, that's a very interesting question. I since I was young, right, I remember there were a lot of instances where um you know I couldn't go somewhere which you know which other people I that I knew were going to some it could be an event, it could be, uh, you know, hangout or anything like that. And there were a lot of instances where I just didn't know how to get myself included. Right. And I always felt left out. And um, that really, you know, it changed my mindset and how I looked at the world. I, I saw that there, this world, this, this community, this society, and not just this society, around the world, everywhere, there has to be a change, you know. There has to be some sort of driving force that shows people that all of the people of domination are, you know, they, they are meant to be just like you are. They are as, as capable as other people are and they are, you know, as talented as other people are. So I, whenever I would, you know, have these experiences where I felt left out, where I felt like, you know, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. Like just because I am a bit different than these other folks, why can't I just go here and go, go. Right. So I, that really inspired me to, you know, bring a change in the world. Okay. And so
0: Hafsa, when you set out to create your, the platform Inclusive, did you, like, what were the main things that were driving you? What were the main things you wanted it to achieve?
1: Um, Well, I really wanted uh, people of determination to get to know more people of determination. And I think one of the big, big things that really drove this for me and something that we're still striving to do with Inclusive is um, we started looking up how to make sure Ahmed gets the um, best therapist or Ahmed gets the best services. And I think it's very hard to Google that, by the way, and for parents all across, it's just very hard to digitally find information on what's the best thing to do for my child or my sibling. And I've seen my mom struggle with that. So I thought, well, why not create a digital hub? Because information is the key to knowing the answer, right? And if a lot of parents were coming together and connecting with each other, and a lot of siblings were coming together, then any person of determination would really understand they have such a huge local community um, supporting them. So that really drives out that isolation factor, right? And even for new parents of determination, so if you've just had a child um, who's recently been born, their child is a person of determination, you're going to think to yourself that some parents could find it very daunting. Um, I just wanted everybody to connect. So really the purpose, purpose inclusive is serving right now is saying you can find a roadmap in your local community on how things are being offered for people of determination and you can just talk to each other so it was about getting people to connect with each other but really have more information available to you and not feel isolated in this amazing journey that's actually welcoming to you if you look into it
0: okay and did you consult with your brother a lot like throughout while you were planning
1: um, so the fun part was that when I started with the pitch at Man and when we came to our final pitch stage, because we went through three different rounds of pitching, um, when I was supposed to actually go and present in front of the panel, I just didn't want to go alone because I was like, I did this entire thing. Like I've created this entire plan and I'm thinking about it because I'm so inspired by Ahmed. I'm not going in it by myself. So I called my mom and I was like, I'm sending a ticket and you're sending me here. <laughs> Aww. And he's never traveled alone. So I think my mom has such a brave heart too, because she was like, okay, we're doing this. So Ahmed flew over to the UAE and he went to the final to mine with me. And he was amazing. He answered the judges' questions for inclusive. And I was just completely like blown away by that. But <laughs> we did the first two months of mine together. So even like planning out the start of models and stuff, Ahmed has sit with me through that course. And now Ahmed is an Inclusive Ally, which is a volunteership program we have for young allies. So Ahmed is enrolled on actually learning about accessibility and inclusion with us and the co founders at Inclusive.
0: Okay. Wow. So you did your first solo trip. That's great. Um, (laughs) So what are some things that are now tangibles in the UAE that are available that are available now that Inclusive is up and running? How can people access it and what will they find?
1: So people can actually um, access inclusive, like any platform, they just have to log into the platform. So we have two very key things going on at the moment. One is that we're focusing a lot on inclusive recruitment, and the other is the events part of it. So we create accessible concepts, or we create initiatives which can be open to all people of determination. Um, What that eventually does is that any partner, anybody who's working on something, when they come along, they enroll into this journey with us automatically. So anybody who is willing to be an ally to inclusion can actually contact our team so we asked them to like kind of volunteer with us to impact learn about inclusion and grow with us to then participate in these events of course the current situation has had a little bit of impact on that but we launched the first ever accessible seated yoga series recently Um, we also launched the first ever inclusive abu dhabi culinary season recipe contest we saw participation from all across the uae We've partnered up with Blank Canvas Community in Abu Dhabi, and we do um, constant art expression sessions with them as well. So I think the support we've had is amazing, but the kind of initiatives we're coming out with are usually the kinds that have not been done before in the community. So it's really to make people think, wait a second, anybody can do this. You know, So it's enabling everybody to make this a more inclusive environment. And when you look at the um, recruitment side of things, then it's really making an environment which will open up more and more opportunity for people of are nation. So on the platform, are event listing, which shows how accessible an event is. And on the platform, you can also see a job listing, which offer accessibility accommodations. So work from home is an accessibility accommodation as well. So those are the kind of things that we're reaching out to employers and putting it on there and saying, open your heart please. <laughs> open oh, your mind. And you
0: I love it. So this is a big thing is work you know, we take work for granted and sometimes complain about it. But when it comes to inclusion, like having a job is not a given. It's not even, you know, it's not something that's accessible. So how how can you, what do people need to know about that? Like people who are hiring, people who, you know, are, are colleagues and workplace. How can we all help to improve that situation so everyone can have a chance to work?
1: Um, I think the first and the most key thing here is to educate ourselves because anything that we do can be made accessible. And I think a huge, um, I would say barrier here is the thought process or the mindset that we go in with when we're thinking about inclusion, because we think there's going to be so many tweaks we're going to need to do. Um, But if we had an inclusive first mindset or an accessibility first mindset, that would change because you would build. Things, products, services from the beginning, which become accessible automatically. So even when you're speaking to employers a lot, starting with something um, simpler in the accessibility terms, at least as wheelchair ramps. I think, and I have quite to laugh over it, is wheelchair ramps are sometimes provided in buildings, but they're not accessible. Sometimes things are there just to do this checklist, but we'd want people to really experience that. That's why we have people of determination volunteering with us on our teams who actually can go into places and do that accessibility check for you and tell you, well, this isn't really working. But we also have like a huge research set on what are the things or the inbuilt things within your devices, um, within your infrastructures, are the things that are actually available that you can integrate really easily to make your environments more accessible to people of determination. And I say this again, but like during COVID, a lot of us found out, right, that isolation is not new to people actually. And work from home is very much possible. So just a second, like opportunities have suddenly opened up and have become equal to people of determination who were not getting employed because they were using wheelchairs. So why couldn't we offer that before? So I do ask those very like honest questions and I'm like, why don't we just tweak this a little bit and think if I'm already communicating so much in email, this is hearing friendly. Somebody can read this. You can start a sign language class within your organization. So those are tiny steps, I think, that our entire society just needs to pitch in a little bit and make the world a much, much more inclusive
0: place. Uh, Ahmed, what do you want to do? Do you want to, like,
2: what's your career aspiration? You're a little young. Um, as myself, like, what do I want to do? Yeah, yeah so uh, I've always uh, aspired to be a writer. You know, I want to, I really like telling stories. I like reading stories. And I have, you know, whether it be fictional or non-fictional, I have my character has been affected a lot through the stories that I read. Right, so I was inspired to write myself as well. I have been reading a lot, you know, researching a lot. So I want the same effect my stories have on the people, uh, you know, other people that the, that I had when I read. A, You know, other stories like I want to inspire people through pieces that I write, whether it be you know, poetry or something creative or something fictional, anything right? So, I want to basically inspire people through my writing, is the goal I have in my mind right now.
0: That's awesome. Um, since you started the platform, inclusive, what okay, so what since you actually started it and it became a reality. Hafsa, what have you seen? What have you seen change in the last year? Because first of all, I'll just interject and say I've been here for 12 years. And when I arrived in the UAE, there was, it was very inaccessible and I didn't see ever anyone in a wheelchair. And in 12 years, it's changed immensely. And of course, with the Special Olympics, it's catapulted. But in the last year, what changes have you seen, um, sort of from the work that you've done? Like, can you sort of quantify for us what's, what's happening in the
1: field? Um, I would say the one really, really thing that I've noticed is that the youth has now started to get really, really interested. And I think that's a lot to do with the way the leadership of the UAE and especially the um, Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi has led this. It's really inspirational. You know, you don't see that kind of effort in other countries. So I do understand that even for a platform like Inclusive, we're in a great place of opportunity that way. But can I be honest, I think the one thing that I've noticed is there is this, um, there's just this lack of opening that conversation, because anybody that Inclusive has ever gone to, we've never heard no back from partners. We've had people, uh, very senior people, just come in and sit with us for hours to learn the etiquette of empowering people of determination. We've had people take time left and right out of their schedule, drop things they have, come and sit down with us and say, what can I do better? So I have had nothing but positive, beautiful experiences out of the community of Abu Dhabi and the wider UAE. And I see people more and more accepting. They just really want to know how to do it. Right. So right. if somebody is really showing you how to do it, that's what they want to know. So this is another thing that I think um, I had very uh, initially thought of was let's action inclusion. Because I didn't want to say let's talk about it. I, I don't want to say let's just, you know, let's, Spread more awareness about it. We want to say, and this is something Isha, the co-founder at Inclusive, and I say a lot is let's just generalize that inclusive behavior. So it's all, it's not an afterthought anymore. It's just general within the community. You can feel the accessibility. You know that this is, um, this is a right. This is a human right and everybody deserves to have it equally uh, every experience. So really, I think people are more and more accepting of the roadmap. And with the policies that are in place, the policies to empower people of determination, the term people of determination, we talk to so many people who are outside the UAE, right? And they always look at us and they're like, what does that mean? And when we explain it, it's amazing because there's people are willing to adopt to that. The word um disability is not used as much anymore as well. So I think it's I think that's beautiful to see. I think there is so much uh looking to happen ahead. And even shifting words towards digital, the conversation on digital inclusion is huge as well. How to make our devices, our meetings, everything more inclusive. That is an entire conversation on its own that we continue to explore every day. Do you think that if people,
0: do you think people are just uncomfortable if they haven't had someone, a person of determination in their field? It's just because you're saying everyone is so willing to talk about it. It's just if you haven't had it, maybe you don't think about it. Um, and then once they think about it, they want, do you, do you think that's part of it or is there, are people still uncomfortable or?
1: I think in, um, I think one thing very important to note is that a lot of the community that we have here in the UAE are expats, right? We've all come from places and we're all settling in. Um, in different countries, there are different population of people of determination. So it's a very high chance that, uh, if you're coming from a developing country, which is where 80% of the world's population of people of determination is, you have had more exposure uh, to experiences where you understand how to accommodate people of determination, or you need to do it, or you have that sense of doing. But it's very different for different nations. So in other places, you might not see people of determination even experiencing malls or anything that often, which will then actually exclude you from thinking in that direction in the first place. So... Those are, those are different experiences, but I think absolutely people who have been related to people of determination, people of determination themselves, um, and their siblings, parents, friends who have had the presence of a person of determination definitely understand this a lot more. But as soon as you open this conversation with somebody, they're willing to hear it, right? They're always like, okay, yeah, like let's, let's talk about that. And what can we do to make this better? I think. One thing, though, that I would love for people to not miss is how critical this is. Because I know that sometimes when we're talking about inclusion, people tend to think of it like we're talking about another cause or something. But we talk about it like it's the basic starting point towards human rights. Whether you've got anything that you're building, whether you've got a building or a product, a service, anything that you're looking at, if it's not accessible to 100% of the population, then we can't move on to the next challenge because we haven't solved our first step yet. So that's something, that's a conversation that we continue to <laughs> push forward. But yes, I think it's good to see the welcoming responses.
0: And Ahmed, you said in the story that we have on Love Healthy that like, this has opened up your world. Can you just tell me how your world has changed since your sister has launched this? So who have you met? What's What's happened?
2: So, um, living here, I didn't really, you know, uh, come in contact with a lot of uh, people of Dramination here in Pakistan, right? So, um, I only knew maybe one or two other, uh, you know, people of Dramination. And through Inclusive, after, you know, the whole platform launched, I started to communicate with a lot of other um, people of Dramination that... No, I thought I never thought I would I have come into contact with people of many differences and I have seen how even though we may call we may say that they have you know some some sort of difference they're basically as human as we are as human as anyone can ever be and they're they're the simplest and most you know kind people the most wisest and most experienced people and I have met all of them through Inclusive. And I, I don't think I, I would have ever come into contact with such people if it weren't for this platform.
0: Few you people you can talk to and bounce the ideas off of? And are they mostly at the UAE?
2: Uh, not really. Uh, like, uh, two of them I know are from the UAE. One I know is from, I think, uh, Brazil or something. And I also came in contact with, I also want to find out someone who um, lives in Karachi, which is a city in Pakistan. And uh, I didn't know about him before I, you know, got to start working uh, with inclusive. So it's really opened my mind a lot. Okay,
0: and Hafsa, um, also, you're collecting a lot of, you're using this platform to collect a lot of information, right, statistics. So what do you plan to do with that sort of, first of all, what are you gathering? And then what do you plan to do with that information?
1: Well, we're, we're not really like deep diving into the gap. The idea is to make sure we have an identity, right? Okay? So if you try and look up how many people of determination in one country, you won't find data. You won't find how many people of determination are in a city. It's very hard to find. Even in Pakistan, we don't have an estimate yet. Um, the census that we had, the accurate one took like, place years ago in Pakistan. So even in the UAE, we do have a, um, I would say still have a challenging time finding the exact accurate numbers. So we thought, well, at least people should have the right to come forward and identify themselves. So it says when you log in, it says choose to be a person of determination or choose to represent yourself as a proud sibling of person of determination or a parent of person of determination. I think it's very useful to identify um, how many people you have in a local community that are actually directly related uh, to inclusion and want to do something about it. So we even have like columns where you can select if you're working in the medical field, if you're working in the education field. We've had people come in who are book writers for different um uh, abilities, and I think bringing all that expertise together, bringing that pool together, really helps. So for us, it's more about having giving people that identity because a lot of the times I also notice that for mothers who are uh, going out with their children, who are kids of determination. We want them to feel like they have this complete identity with themselves as well. And because a lot of the part of this is jobs, so even for parents of determination to find jobs that accommodate them for their timings, you know, with their routine, it's something that we want to do very holistically provide. So a lot of the data that we're gathering is about how many employers are willing to um, hire people of determination in a certain community, how much population around that. But... Uh, yeah that's that's basically the overall what we do. We don't go too much into the data gathering because we really respect um that people respect the platform for us as well, you know and it's a very secure place for people of determination to be so that's a very key priority I, think.
0: but just even the fact that you don't you can't really say how many people of determination are in a specific location is is really interesting so um another thing I thought was interesting from the story was you mentioned that people of determination always have a shadow because they always have someone with them. Like, you know, something that everyone takes for granted is that you can just go somewhere, but you, you have someone with you. So is there a way that the platform sort of trying to get at that sense that maybe you can have some more freedom when you hold the event? Are you able to sort of get around that? Like, can you just talk to me about that a little bit?
1: Well, we absolutely advocate for independence, right? So independence to us also means people of determination have equal opportunities and they're able to access them without always needing to be um, overshadowed by another presence. And I think <laughs> I think just uh, taking a story a step back and referring to Ahmed, I know when Ahmed was here, I sent him to get his own haircut and I would just tell him to call the Uber and take it on his own because I was like, I'm not coming with you and even he went to the doctor himself so he cooked for me here i think that we saw a huge difference in the way that you can be less protective and it took me it took me as a sibling like it took me time to do that so through our events where we are now making that safe space and we're telling siblings like myself and parents like myself like hey you've got these experts so we're going to make the most accessible experience possible so you can send this person to us you don't have to overshadow them you can be there but we'll probably create like another experience for you just so you you just let it go for a while and it's okay to not be that productive. So that's the kind of stance that we're getting to. Um, but a lot of the things we do also really do support those behaviors where we understand that some people do have teams formed inside their homes as well. It's a very empowering thing for them as well. So the first inclusive um, recipe contest we had was with teams of determination. But what we did was you could even pair up with a neighbor who you knew was a person of determination. You could pair up with a friend. So we had stories come in where a neighbor had um, never met their neighbor before, but they knew they were a person of determination, but they didn't know how to talk to them. So for the contest, they reached out to them and they said, hey, do you want to cook together? And then they sent us recipes. So I think I think whenever you're um, a part of something so critical, You have to think in so many different directions, knowing that one size does not fit all. Um, So we're making sure people can identify themselves independently on the platform, that we create the experiences where they can experience independently, but we're absolutely honoring their personal journey as well.
2: Okay.
0: And Ahmed, what sort of things, do you want to live on your own when you you get older, do you think? Can you see that happening?
2: Yeah, sure. I... I've always, you know, had this idea since I was a child that, you know, since I was, I had many experiences where I wanted to be independent, where I wanted to do things on my own way, but I couldn't. I, since then, I've always had this idea that, okay, when I get to this certain stage, I want to build myself up enough so I can and be with myself. I can be independent. So yeah, there has definitely been this idea, and uh, hopefully, I- and what
0: do you think of your sister having created this
2: platform? What, how do you feel about it? I'm, I'm actually very really happy and proud. I, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's when I think about it. I mean, something like this was bound to happen, right? There, had, there had to be a change, and I, and I think about it, I'm so happy that it was my sister who, you know basically brought it into existence. it was her idea even even i didn't think about it i, I knew that there has to be something that has to bring, bring a change basically and the fact that she did it is has, has made me so happy and so proud and it may, has made me think that you know it, it made me realize how many support supporters of inclusion are around the world and how much they need to wake up so many people don't even like you know Know about inclusion; they don't even know about people of determination. Yet they they are supporters by heart. If they get to know, like uh, you mentioned before, when they get to know about this, you know, whole thing, they want to help out. So I am I am really happy that she has created something so, so beautiful and something that has changed the mindsets of so many people.
0: And how so? Now that you've actually done this and you're you're working at it, do you have that feeling anymore when you go to sleep? Like, are you? Are, like, do you feel like you have a purpose? Do you feel like this is what you're meant to be doing? How do you feel?
1: Um, I think everything I've ever done in life was leading me to this. And it's interesting because I think it this is my true calling. And I think I've realized that now. It puts you in quite a place of satisfaction and in quite a place of then making relationships in life, um, in business, everywhere, where you know you're now on the right track so the right people just come along. And we've had that in Abu Dhabi as a community. Um, I have such a beautiful bond with Ahmed now that he's actually contributing ours on a daily basis to help build a platform with us all the way from Pakistan. So it's it's very interesting. My family volunteers time to time. So for me, everything that was, I was so busy in work and, you know, I wasn't getting to balance things out. Somehow inclusive hasn't just become an umbrella <laughs> our inclusion but really just brought everything in a beautiful place together for me so I do feel um very privileged because we have such a beautiful team people of determination working on our team day to day who do amazing things on a daily basis I learn something new every day and I think it's a dream to be working at something like this
0: okay so where do people find you
1: people can find me on the platform. (laughs) They can just log into the platform and they can connect with me. I am always posting. We have a very cool thing called the Impact Board where we keep posting the latest news about uh, determination from the UAE or from all across the world. And we're always updating it. So I'm sharing something new every day because I get so excited about the new and happening things. And there's a lot happening in the UAE that way. So I would love for people to connect with me. to either include this Instagram or find me on WhatsApp. Okay,
0: well, thank you two so much. It's such a delight to talk to you, and Ahmed, it's great to see you coming in from Pakistan. And um, you know, we'll look forward to what you're doing next. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much, Anne, and thank you to your entire team for all of the hard work that you guys are doing to bring these stories to life. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the livehealthy.ae podcast.